Previously on the Adventure Zone. Um, Griffin, can you say something about how we solved your train mystery? Oh, yeah, I mean, you actually did solve my my murder puzzle. You well, got my grandpa's silverware? You uh, got well, the whole set? Sadly, I was only able to preserve a few pieces of it, but better, something's better than nothing, I guess. I take out the monocle and I put it in the ball. The lead ball yep. floats up. Uh, columns of light uh, shoot through it, and it is empty. You have just destroyed another incredibly powerful relic. It's called the Oculus Rift. No. <laughs> <laughs> It's just called the Oculus. And how much is the stuff in Taco's bag worth? The stuff clanking around as we walked around town? That's my CPAP machine. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks for bringing it up, though. That's really nice. (laughs) Wow, what scumbags you are, huh? I know jacked up on corn dogs and dipping dots. We're going to the carnival this week in the Adventure Zone. The three of you are on the moon base, and you are taking part in a festival that uh, the director Yay! has thrown. It's a, boop, 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 that has boop, thrown boop, in honor boop, boop, of the Midsummer Solstice, which uh, is an annual holiday held once a year during the height of summer, as you might imagine, based on the name of the event. Uh, and the highlight of the midsummer solstice, and the, who's just rolling dice? Who, who's just <laughs> who's doing secret checks that I don't know about? Surprisingly, I'm checking, not I'm me. checking to see. I'm, ch- I'm introducing a new feature on the podcast where I check to see if I interrupt you or not. Okay, well, you I have, have to keep doing it. Congratulations, crit- critical Hit. interrupt, critical um, interruption. Uh, so, so the midsummer solstice is an event that is held every year. Um, and, and the highlight of the Midsummer Solstice is this uh, eclipse that occurs every year at high noon. It is a bizarre astrological event. Um, and the, the, the world's different religions append a, a, a spiritual importance to the, to the eclipse and, and to the Midsummer Solstice, uh, which has made it sort of a, a pan-religious holiday. Griffin, uh, can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. What are beer prices like at this festival? Is it reasonable, or is it the kind of thing we're only going to have one, and then everything seems well, that's, overpriced? That's, that's how they get you. It's 25 gold, and you get like a roll of tickets, uh-huh. and you, you trade those tickets in for beers. And so like by the time you've realized how much you've spent, you're drunk. Yeah, okay. Right. And is it like a, like a truck scenario, or like a food truck, or is it like stands? Uh, there's are a there big, games? There's a big food tent. Uh-huh. There's a big tent that is full of food and food vendors. Um, uh, there's there's a, a row, uh, an alley of carnival games. Uh, there's fried foods uh, in in the middle of the sort of yard. Uh, in the 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 middle of the Bureau of Balance campus is a sort of uh, a roped off dance floor. Johan is is playing some tunes on his fiddle. He's playing the Devil Went Down to Georgia. Yeah, and 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 songs of that ilk, just sort of getting things going. So one one thing that is important about the Midsummer Solstice 
uh, is in order to celebrate sort of the upcoming harvest and chase off the the bad spirits that can uh, that that might taint the crops. Uh, people typically wear costumes during this holiday, and so everyone, uh, all all of the Bureau of Balance employees, this is basically like an office party. Uh, are all decked out in in their favorite costumes. I'm and, dressed like Taco. Okay, so I was going to ask what you guys are wearing. You're dressed like Taco. That's I'm kind wearing of a, a Taco costume. It's kind of a deep cut. Yeah, no one's getting it. I'm doing a lot of this. Like, I'm Taco! Get, uh, uh. Okay, I guess I should do it in, in my this, voice. In this reality, so there's no way that could happen. I think he means you. I'm dressed no, as he you. Said, he said, oh, it's me. Okay. I'm dressed as T-A-A-K-O. Okay. Did you just steal his clothes while he was sleeping? Yeah, mostly. They don't fit very well. He's a very slight man. Yeah, and you're big and beefy and sinewy and muscly. Uh, Taco and Merle, what are you guys wearing? Uh, I want to be Ursula from Little Mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make that dream come true. I got the tentacles on my feet, and I got got paper mache breasts, and um, uh, the wild and crazy hair. And and, you got uh, coat hangers sticking over your shoulders with like paper mache flotsam and jetsam. Like you got your little eels with you. This is this is going beyond a costume. This is cosplay at this point. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I got nothing against cosplayers. I'm and proud you get, to be oh, a cosplayer. and you're getting the hairy eyeball from the octopus in the in the tank that fed us his, his dark poopy or whatever it was. Uh, I thought it was a jellyfish. Whatever. It is a jellyfish. It wasn't an octopus. No, you're right. cephalopods. Are they cephal? No, they're probably not. I just I said a big word. Uh, Taco, what are you? What are you? Uh, what are you decked out in? I'm um, just Judge Lance Ito. Okay. <laughs> You've worn that same costume for the last um, 25 years. It's the only costume I own. Um, <laughs> perhaps, perhaps high paladin Lance Ito. Hi, yeah, that's that's hero that's of the realm. Right. Hero, hero of the realm. Breakout 90s personality, Judge Lance Ito. Um, true story. I actually did at a Halloween party three years ago. Oh my god! See someone dress as Judge Lance Ito, and I'm still laughing about it to this day, as evidenced by my. Uh, uh, dressing as Judge Lancito for this very special occasion. That's your tribute to that person. It's my tribute to that person and not Judge Lancito, who I have beef with. Well, that makes it cool. Yeah. Um, so so this, this atmosphere's got kind of a sort of a, a state fair feel to it. Um, People entering their prized livestock into things. No, Some there's no pig. animals. No animals on the moon. Quit trying to trick me. Um, <laughs> I was, my next my next question was about puppies. Right, sure. No, not not there. Um, uh, yeah, people are getting a little bit tipsy. Uh, uh, Robbie is mixing up some drinks. He's got it. There's an open bar, which is very exciting. open bar. Later. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was I was going to ask, what do you guys want to do? We have a little bit of uh, time to kill before uh, uh, events of importance start happening. I I like to eat some fried centaur on a stick. Okay. And have a couple brews. Let me roll. Oh, only a three. Not very Roll drunk. to see if I get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you, you have wandered into the uh, food tent, and uh, your, your eye is drawn to this one booth in particular uh, where there is this giant vat of bubbling golden oil uh, over a, a large, powerful flame uh, and a dwarven woman wearing a uh, wizard's garb over it. And she says, hello, hello, step forward, step forward. Hello. What would you, what would you like? I'm Patrilda. I'm, and I am the fried conjurer. 
What, what, name any food stuff you can imagine, and I will conjure it and fry it up for you so right. Mm. Anything? <laughs> Anything your heart mm. desires, I can put it in your mouth. I'll fry it first, uh, though. I would like some fried unicorn, please. Fried unicorn. She Just looks the around. Horn. Just the horn. That's the okay. best part. The horn and the dick. She looks around. <laughs> I want the fried unicorn dick. Oh, the, the unicorn double barrel special. I see. <laughs> She looks around and uh, surveys, and she leans forward and whispers in your ear. Now you're not going to tell anyone about this, right? Because this no, is we'll keep this dick just between us. Super duper duper illegal. <laughs> okay. Uh, and she uh, holds two hands in the air, and in one, uh, a, a beautiful spiral, ivory white unicorn horn appears, and in the other, a unicorn <laughs> penis appears, and she dunks them both. In the the vat With of golden oil, hands? yeah, and you know, well, no, she doesn't like hold her hands in there. She just sort of throws them in there, oh, okay. uh, and and some oil splashes up. She doesn't seem to mind. She doesn't give a fuck, uh, <laughs> and she pulls out two cylindrical uh, fried things. I hope you kept track. I hope you kept track of which was which. I'm gonna and eat them both. It doesn't matter. Hands them to you in a styrofoam plate and says, uh, "Eat up, mind the shards." Uh. Can I get a little you, uh, sugar? Do you? Oh, ha- of course. I'm not in the mood for meat. Do you ever find anything that's like breadier, something non-meaty? Like what, dear? You have to be more specific. Uh, what bread do you have available? I have sourdough <laughs> and no pumpernickel. No, no. I have anything ethnic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can. I I have some non some non bread. I can I can toss in there. All right, no, never mind. Is that what you are? You trying to trick me into a tortilla trap? It's not a trick. It's narrative development. <laughs> <laughs> trying to organically push the only story in this show that matters forward. Does Travis? Does Does Magnus look like he has like bonuses or anything now? <laughs> does he look like bonusy? Uh, Perception does- check to see if Magnus <laughs> looks like he has bonuses from eating a unicorn, do- a double barrel unicorn blast. <laughs> That's the bilane to flavor country right there. <laughs> They're both difficult to eat, but in different ways. <laughs> upsetting ways. One's one, mental. <laughs> one is mental and one is more physically difficult. Um, is the but, dick no, spiral too? Uh, dad. Wait, you, wait, wait. How come everybody please? else can say it but me? Because you're my dad. You birthed me. <laughs> I always um, assumed that the horn was its dick. Is that just me? No, you. But you gain no bonuses. You just you are filled. It tastes great. Are there any games? <laughs> yeah, you you walk over to the uh, the mini game alley, uh, and they all look like ripoffs. There's there's the old toss the little ring around the bottle. Nobody's ever won that. There's that one where you have to like push a bowling ball along the rails and oh, get I it to stop. It. Like on the, I rolled uh, I rolled a fourteen. I have a plus six against bottles. Okay, uh, but no, actually, you thought you won it, but the the ring. Uh, skips off the top of one of the bottles. No such luck. No dice. Um, there is a, a one particularly enticing vendor who's who uh, yells out, "Come knock over these cans! Come knock over my cans! I bet you can't knock over these cans." I'll do it. I'll knock over your cans. I bet you can't knock over these cans. I've got them stacked up in a special way. My master trained for years to stack the cans in these ways, and he taught me how to stack these cans. You'll never knock them over. It's five thousand gold pieces to try and knock over these cans. <laughs> 
But the prize is well worth it, I guarantee it. 5,000 gold pieces, sir. Try your hand, try your hand. Do I have 5,000 gold pieces? No, I, I don't think we have 5,000 gold pieces. I'll tell you what, sir. I'll let you take this to stab for free, and you'll just owe me if you fail. What do you say? What do you say? <laughs> what are the rules? Knock over the cans. How many cans are there? There's a handful of cans. Six, six or seven, I'd say. How about if I take one practice throw for free? I'll give you a practice throw for free. Okay, I'll try it. <laughs> okay, he hands you a uh, a small, uh, uh, solidly constructed ball. Uh, about It would be like about a softball if softball existed in this beautiful fantasy world I've developed for you three. Does it? No, no, no. So no about, about the size of a rock's egg. Yeah, about the size of an Of an ogre's eyeball. Hands it to you. All right. I'll wind up, and I'm going to throw it underhanded oh, I to see. get more of an arc. Don't okay. you have magic spells and shit? You don't have to do trick pitches. Hmm. Uh, you chuck it. Make a uh, ranged attack throw on these cans. Just roll a d20. Um, we'll say, uh, we'll give you a plus, well, I just add your dexterity modifier to it, I guess. Zero. I'm even on dexterity, so it's a 12. Okay. Uh, you, you knock off uh, the top three cans from the stack. Oh, so close. Damn. That'll be 5,000 gold pieces, please. Now, that was a practice throw. That was a practice throw. I don't remember anything about a practice throw. I have two burly witnesses here that remember that. All right. Easy, tiger. Easy, tiger. Listen, you dipshits. You're going to start talking in your character voices if I have to drag you into it. Okay. All right. How about double or nothing? Let me throw another one. I know it's hard to get used to, but once you're there, two people will live inside you. Trust me. (laughs) It's It's like Herman's head up in here. Come into me, Merle. Exactly. Let his spirit in. Come into me, Merle. Like any of this. Double or nothing sounds good. Double or nothing. 10,000 gold pieces today. All right. I'm ready. This time I'm throwing overhand. Sounds good. That's a very, (laughs) very popular throwing direction. 20. I rolled a 20. I'll need confirmation from the other person in the room on that roll. did, in fact, roll a 20. Okay. Uh, You knock over all but one of the cans. Wait a minute. Son of a bitch. Dang. Okay, after I notice that uh, all but one are knocked off, I uh, cast Mage Hand and send the other one flying. Okay. Uh, you, 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 it, what are you doing? You just punching it? You see, doing a little Mage Hand punch? Yeah, just like, yeah, punched it. Bink. Okay, he does that, uh, and uh, an alarm goes off inside his booth. Uh-oh, magic alert, magic alert. We got a couple cheaters here. <laughs> Let me see your hands. Hold out your hands. And no, I mean, it was a, me. I asked he, for rules, and you said that knock over the can, so I was following the rules. Oh, I think it was implied that you had to use the ball. Yeah, implied shlamide. He pulls out a big rubber stamp that says cheater on it. Let me see your hands. No more carnival games for you. Listen, it's not the worst thing that's been stamped on my hand this week. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, you me three now. have been banned from the rest of the carnival games. No, I won't allow this. I want to roll back time. Can I do that? Yeah, sure. Oh, that's a 10. That's probably not going to do it, is it? <laughs> okay, twenty. now you owe me 20,000. Your whole adventuring party. 20,000 gold pieces. I'm going to knock him unconscious. Is that like just an unarmed attack? Is that against the rules? That'll be a whole bureau investigation, and they'll have to get... 
internal affairs. Let's set up an installment plan. <laughs> All right. I'll pay you one gold piece a year for 20,000 years. Sounds good to me. All right. <laughs> um, well, that was resolved easily. <laughs> uh, the three of you wander back into sort of the main uh, uh, part of the of the festival. Let's dance. Let's Groovy dance. On tunes. Uh, people have started to get, like, drunk. So, nice. like, it's... It's one of those office parties where like oh. maybe things are getting a little bit uncomfortable. Johanna is also playing uh, music a little bit, just a little bit too sad, just a little bit too slow for people to really groove to. Um, so it's uh, it, it maybe isn't the most comfortable uh, dance floor environment. No. I wanted to get my face painted. Okay, Travis Merle gets his Magnus gets his face painted. And what what do you want? A Spider Man? I want to look like a kitty. Okay, is He's there a petting tell- zoo? Uh, no, there's no animals on the moon. Again, cannot stress this enough. Uh, I got minus- a question that I, at Taco asked no one in particular. Is there some adventure here, or like, are we just hanging? Listen, I don't understand why it always has to be like killing goblins or goblins or like stopping, you know, evil wizards. What's- That's not life. Like, if that, if that was your every day, it would get super boring. Sometimes you just have to celebrate. Uh, 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 sometimes you just have to take part in a festival. Sometimes you have to eat fried foods. And hang out with friends. So I was like, somebody said, I don't know, you guys come up with something. You're at a carnival. It's, it's not, you're not giving us a D&D picture. You're giving us improv comedy prompts. Okay, uh, you're at a dentist's office. And dentist is, oh, he comes in, he's a bear. What are you going to do now? Say yes. Uh, the director, uh, you, you hear her voice amplified over the yard. Uh, and she says, uh, attention, everyone, the... Eclipse is about to take place if you would like to join us in the yard and join us for the viewing of the eclipse. Uh, it should be here in just a minute or so. Um, and you see the artificer, Leon, walking around handing out uh, these glasses to everyone. And he hands uh, each of you a pair. They're just sort of very simple uh, black uh, glasses. Uh, sunglasses, one might call them, uh, uh, so you can view the uh, view the the eclipse without injuring your precious eyeball cones. I wear them, but only to look cool. Okay, Taco puts them on. Yeah, they're they're gonna look cool. I guarantee it. Just as the sky begins to darken, and the sun and the moon, the real moon, not the moon that you are on, the the actual main. Real moon for this planet. The real ass moon. The real ass moon. Um, just as these two heavenly bodies align in the sky, you are blasted by this deafening shriek that uh, immediately incapacitates uh, everyone around you. Everyone around you just sort of falls to the ground limp. Uh, and the the sky has turned uh, pitch black. All you see Did in the sun where and the, the moon run sun... into each other. Uh, no, uh, the, you you see just the faintest outline of the sun now, and a, a great black circle in the sky uh, where the eclipse has taken place. But you, but you're blasted by this supersonic noise, uh, and I'm going to need all of you to make a Constitution saving throw to see if you can sort of withstand this this sonic blast. I rolled an 18. Well, I rolled a 13, and my constitution modifier is 5. 17 what? for me. Yeah, as a fighter, you have plus 2 to strength saving throws and constitution saving throws. Oh, okay, okay. 
Uh, and sorry, what was it, Juice? Yours? 17. 17. And Merle? I rolled a 20 plus 2. Ow! Plus 2 for Constitution. Damn! Y'all saved the shit out of that roll. Uh, the, the well, we don't you... listen very well. <laughs> that is a good point. Uh, the three of you stay standing uh, and and uh, remain like uh, you 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 retain your consciousness. Uh, and and j- pretty much everybody around you has fallen face down on the ground. Looting. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're a little bit too shaken to go around uh, pillaging every person around you. Be- because you have stayed conscious, you can distinguish some sounds in this calamity. And it sounds almost like 20 orchestras are all playing all at the same time around you. Like, it, it just sounds like this cacophonous... Uh, uh, yeah, it sounds like almost you're, you're standing uh, in the middle of a circle and all around you are just these these orchestras that are just blasting you with music and you hear these thousands if not millions of whispers um but they're all happening at the same time and they're all so loud that you can't really make out uh any particular word that they're saying you just understand that there are these whispers around you now this Um, is our first eclipse festival yeah maybe this is normal (laughs) maybe every year pretty cool holiday (laughs) yeah every year it's like and then we take you know a 20 minute nap while the whispers happen uh, and this we is, go home and make love. This, so this is yeah. What it, that's yeah. That all made super good sense. This is this is not your guys' first midsummer solstice. This is just your first m- midsummer solstice moon party, moon festival. <laughs> you ever been to midsummer solstice on the moon? Uh, n- no, this is this is unorthodox to say the least. And as as the equinox reaches its apex, uh, th- th- this event only lasts about the the eclipse only lasts about thirty seconds or so. Uh, and, and as it reaches its apex and the light of the sun is completely blotted out, uh, the three of you can see in the sky for, for just two seconds, uh, uh, just a brief moment, the sky is filled with thousands of bright white eyes. And they're all just burning intensely. Uh, and then as the sun and moon part from one another, they fade out just as quickly as they appeared. Uh, and then uh, as the equinox pa- passes, the music also fades, and then it's just back to normal. It's bright outside, and the three of you are left standing. Uh, the, the director is the first one to sit up and survey the scene. You have survived this, uh, this terrible cacophonous event. Magnus immediately assumes he got a hold of some bad unicorn dick. <laughs> what was in that dick you this sold is, me? Guys, this is important. The, you, the unicorn dick is tainted. <laughs> Don't eat the unicorn dick. Everybody stay calm. If someone tries to hand you some bad dick, just say no. Say no to bad dick. <laughs> I head over to the director and say, what was that? What in the world was that? Has that happened before? Or no, is that like that- a thing? She's a little bit uh, disoriented, she says. No, I slap no. her. She slaps you back. Booyah. She says. <laughs> <laughs> but now she's crystal clear. Uh, okay, yeah, she's not disoriented. She says, uh, no, that's uh, that was the first time. I, I need you all to debrief with me in my office. But first, let's wake everyone up and make sure that everyone's all right. 
Um, we walk around slapping everyone. Okay, you hand out healing slaps to every unconscious person uh, <laughs> I make in the, the festival um, grounds. I use prestidigitation to make the uh, guy in the sun costume from the Jimmy Dean commercials appear, because he always makes me feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, rise and shine! Uh, yeah, it's you, you prestidigitate this beloved commercial mascot, the sun from the Jimmy Dean commercials. Uh, Merle, you just stand in the middle of a pile of people and just start spinning, and your Ursula tentacles do the slapping for you. <laughs> Got it. You are you're, you are a hurricane of slaps. Um, so yeah, that you guys spend the rest of the afternoon, uh, sort of recuperating from from this uh, this calamity, and you uh, meet up with the director in her office, and uh, she says, uh, "I I was incapacitated mm-hmm. by whatever happened out there. I need you all to describe to me." What what happened? Were are we under attack? It was, oh, it talk was about wacky. your unreliable narrators. Um, we there was a loud, then bright, bright no bright first, then loud. Mm-hmm. Yes, then, no, no, oh, no oh, loud and then bright. Loud. I thought it was at the same time. There was sort of a confluence, right? Yeah, and it sounded like a bunch of like uh, instruments, like a bunch of like string like a instruments. There was coffins. You know the polyphonic spree. Yeah, yes, I, I like. I love that. I, I mean, I preferred Tripping Daisy, but you know how. Imagine if you played like eight polyphonic spree albums at the same time, but like just a little bit too fast. Okay. Did you see anything in addition to a the, bunch the... of? It was a bunch of like ovals. Bunch eyes. of eyes. Like, they were oh, eyes. Yeah, eyes. It was eyes. eyes. They were eyes. It was eyeballs. Okay. And they uh and they looked um kind of glorious, but a little bit evil. Bloodshot. Uh, they were bloodshot. Kind of bloodshot. Little blood. Were they bloodshot? A little bit. You guys sound so alike. I love it. <laughs> uh, our our seekers on the ground have reported back to us and have told us that nobody on the surface uh, of of the world saw or heard anything peculiar. So whatever whatever you saw, uh, you were the only ones who 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 saw it. This this was not a worldwide phenomenon. It just happened to us uh, up up here up on the moon. It was moon wide. Could this be the work of of some kind of evil organization spying on us? I don't know what it was, but. I need you to not tell anybody what you've told me today, even inside of the oh. bureau, until we understand what we're up. Against. I already tweeted it. <laughs> <laughs> what you mean? You told it to a bird? I told it to and, the birds okay. and the bees. You made love. I don't understand. I, I made love to birds <laughs> and bees. Blame and it bees. on the. I unicorn. was a little bit stoned on yes. unicorn dick. Blame Listen, it on the whatever unicorn you, dick. Whatever you do in your spare time is your business, but it's it is of the utmost importance that you don't tell anybody what you saw until we understand what it is that you saw. Okay. And uh, we'll just we, tell Killian, and we'll tell our roommate Pringles. Nope, don't nope. tell no nope. Pringles. Whatever his name was, Robert. <laughs> he just Robert. He just wanted Pringles. I can't define him for the rest of his life. Well, sometimes that's how you get a nickname. Oh, Pringles, Robert. I believe that this is a ill omen, and we must hasten our efforts to gather the relics, because if a, if a storm is brewing, we cannot hope to weather it if we're busy putting out the fires that threaten to consume our world. Mm, that sounded really cool. Yeah, Thank that was good. Did you write that? 
No, that was off the dome. Well, first, I think you ought to investigate that can game bastard. Yeah. That guy's got a whole... No, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. Before we hasten our efforts to collect the grand relics that threaten to destroy our world, I'll look into a CD carnival game owner and operator. All right. Foreshadowing. That's all I'm saying. Good. Good. Uh, you're dismissed, please. Are we fired? Nope. Just go. I'm tired. I'm very, very sleepy. Could to get on the case early tomorrow, huh? Yeah. The case of the mysterious carnival marker. <laughs> it was the administrator's greatest case. Hey everyone, this is Griffin McElroy, your dungeon master, your best friend, your lover? No, not that. Just your dungeon master and your best friend. Thank you for listening to The Adventure Zone, episode 17. Uh, in which we take a little interlude, a lunar interlude, if you will, and that's probably what I'm going to call the episode from the main campaign, uh, to do some character management, which is coming right up after this. Uh, Thank you all so much for listening to the show. Thank you for tweeting about the show. We're going to kick off a new story arc in the next episode in two weeks, so make sure that you tweet about the show using the the ZoneCast hashtag, and you might end up as a character in, in that story arc. Who knows? I don't know, because I haven't picked the names yet. Hello, it's me, the Internet's Travis McRoy. Yes, that's right. Powerful influencer, Travis McRoy. You know, people are always asking me, Travis, how did you become such a powerful influencer in the world? Well, I'll let you in on my secret. It's Squarespace. Yes, that's right. Squarespace, the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. You can stand out with a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything, your products, content you create, or even your time. What what influencer doesn't do that? I ask you. I'll wait. That's right. None of them. They all do that, and you can do it with Squarespace. Okay, here's uh, just as an aside. You can also use Squarespace even if you're uh, not an influencer, um, and even if the idea of being an influencer uh, makes you throw up a little bit in your mouth, don't worry. Squarespace is still useful. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with the best-in-class website template and customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. With Squarespace scheduling, clients can quickly view your availability and book their own reservations, appointments, or classes, and you can sell products on an online store. Whether you sell physical or digital products, Squarespace has the tools for you. So go to squarespace.com adventure for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use offer code ADVENTURE to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. We have an Aura frame here at our house, and we primarily use it to show pictures of our kids and the fun stuff that we do. And my favorite thing about it is that it's so easy to upload pictures on that as soon as we get home from doing something fun, we just immediately put the pictures up there so we don't forget to do it. You know, because I, I've tried, we try to do picture frames and stuff in the past, and then we never remember to put them on. But with Aura, it's so easy to load it up that it has become kind of a, a digital scrapbook more than anything else. So if you have been looking to get the pictures that are trapped in your phone 
and set them free in a way that other people can see them, might I recommend Aura Frames. They're stylish, they're easy to use, you're gonna love it. And it was named the number one digital picture frame by Wirecutter, and for a good reason. It's so easy to set up, and they have different frame options, all kinds. And the best part is it comes with unlimited storage. So. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frames with code ADVENTURE. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com, promo code ADVENTURE. Terms and conditions apply. Chicago, we're coming to you. We're coming for you. We're coming at you. And we're also coming to C2E2. And we're doing live shows. All a bunch of stuff in April. April 24th, we're going to be doing My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is nearly sold out. And Taz, which is selling out fast. So do not wait. April 25th is Taz. April 24th is My Brother, My Brother and Me. April 26th through the 28th, we're doing C2E2. Schedule to be announced. You can get your C2E2 badges now, but you do not need a badge to attend the live shows. Tickets for those shows are on sale at bit.ly slash Tours. All the information is there. Go check it out. Also, we've got a newsletter in case you've been wondering what's the best way to keep up with our new tour dates and announcements and stuff like that. Go to bit.ly slash newsletter. And of course, check out all the merch over at macroymerch.com. A lot of great stuff. Fungalore sticker pack, um, naming of the year poster. Uh, we've got the little Sailor Man pin. And 10% of all proceeds this month go to the Foundation for Black Women's Wellness. So go check it out, macroymerch.com. And now, back to the show. I have a personal message uh, for this week's episode. If you want to get a personal message for yourself or your small business, you can get one uh, at MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. Just pick the Adventure Zone and let us know what you want me to say. This message is for Cat, and it's from This Field Intentionally Left Blank. This is a essentially a Craigslist missed connection for Cat. Uh, this anonymous person says, thanks for turning me on. To this podcast, they put an ellipses there, and I interpret ellipses as like three second pauses. Peace and pleasure, cat smiley face. I don't know what to make of this message, but hopefully, cat will, and hopefully, every person who listens to this show whose name is Cat or Katie or Katrina uh, wasn't just totally scared shitless. We have another personal message this week, and it's for Emmy Cutie Girl or Emmy Cutie Girl and or Mecklendorf Ann. I think I have no idea. I, I just spit it from the dome as I read it, and that's how it came out. It's from Momo and Damn It Katie. And they say to Emmy QT Girl and or Mecklendorf Ann, uh, for this B Day, we promise to play with your hair, buy you incorrectly monogrammed stationery, burn Wangus, put a real poop on the bathroom floor, and butt punch the cum right out you. Turn westward and you will find a mug with the pic of you at the wedding where your mouth is full of food and you have tiny mouth. Love you, Schmimsy. Uh, hashtag bring back Barry Blue Jeans. We'll see what we can do about that. We're not going to do anything about that. Thanks again to everybody for listening to the show. If you haven't given the other shows on the Maximum Fun Network a chance, you should because they're all great and they're all free and we're going to be hanging out with a lot of them uh, this week, or sorry, I guess last weekend by the time you hear this, at Max MaxFunCon. Uh, go listen to Jordan Jesse Go. Go listen to One Bad Mother. Go listen to Throwing Shade. Go listen to My Brother, My Brother and Me, which is a show that we also do. We do a couple shows on the network. You can find them all uh, along with all the other amazing shows at MaximumFun.org. That's it for the commercials this week. I'll let you get back to the episode. Uh, next episode will be up on July 2nd, so I will talk to you then. See ya, cool cats. Cool cats.
let's do a little bit of character management because we need to manage y'all. This is everyone's favorite part. Some Everybody's people, some people are into it. Some people like the trips to the fantasy Costco. We got, we got a lot of submissions. A lot of. Um, I don't, I don't want to be critical of our fans and our uh, loved ones, let's call them. Uh, but if you send in an item, it's like, it's a sword and it does a billion damage. I can't do that. I can't include it's I a potion. Like and one, if you, it's a potion. If you drink it, you're invincible. You can't have a potion that makes you invincible. Why are you making him sound like that, Griffin? Like the ghost of Emo Phillips. Because <laughs> <laughs> Emo Phillips listens to the show and he sends in a lot of shitty uh, fantasy Costco suggestions. Um, do you <laughs> what guys wanna- about a shield? Do y'all want to go to the, the Costco first? Do you want to go to the Fantasy Gachapon? Or do you want to meditate Let, and level up? Let's go to the Fantasy Gachapon first because that's random. Yeah, yeah so we might we'll get determine some cool what stuff. we buy. Yeah, yeah that's a good, good idea. Um, all right, so you, you, you roll up to the uh, Artificer, uh, who I forget what I made him sound like. I want to say Tim Curry, but I don't want to, like, I, I don't know. I don't want to be mean to Tim Curry. No, it's I a guess touching it's, tribute. It, it's like a tribute. It's an honor. Okay. Uh, hello. Welcome back. Uh, do you have uh, any tokens to throw in the fantasy gosh upon? Test do your we? luck. See what lady luck you we? do. You got You got three. Okay, we do. We do. We do. We've got we, these tokens, son. Okay. Let me see those. He takes them and bites I throw them. Throw them at him. Don't be careful. They're quite heavy. Uh, he bites them just to make sure they're they're legit. His teeth hands, break. Hands him back to you. Oh, God. Oh, no. I need Nobody to go. Nobody bites brass tokens, Griffin. You bite gold. Uh, who wants to go first? Who's feeling lucky? I'll do uh, it. Uh, all right, Merle. Step up to the plate. All right. And here's my token. And I'm spinning the wheel. Uh, it's more like a lever. Yeah, More like, or, a di- or a dial or a knob. Um, okay, you you throw the uh, the the token into the fantasy gosh pond. Spin it. Roll a roll a d twenty. D twenty. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let me see. All right. Let me get up here. And I rolled a ten. Ten. Middle of the road. Totally average. You said it uh, didn't go like that. You said it didn't work that way. No, it doesn't. I'm I'm just saying numerically. <laughs> it's be- it's between it's between them. Uh, okay, so you hold on. You open up my spreadsheet. If only Griffin had known this was coming. <laughs> I have several spreadsheets that I work off of at any given time. So you're, gonna, I have, a lot you're of, gonna have to three monitor this shit, Griffin. I'm, yeah, I'm already two monitoring this shit. This is getting out of control. I guess I can loop my television anyway. Okay, uh, a ten. Okay, so a, a a capsule comes down into the uh, prize chamber. You lift up the the door to the prize chamber and retrieve a capsule that's about the size of a shoebox. Okay, uh, and you crack it open, and appropriately enough, there are some shoes inside. Uh, or to be more specific, they're more like slippers. Uh, like house house slippers, not like fuzzy bunny slippers. Aww. These are uh, uh, some some slippers uh, that have small uh, aesthetic wings on the back of them. <laughs> and uh, the uh, the artificer, what's his name? I literally Leon. just said it, Leon. Oh, of course, for Leon Roslar. Uh, Leon, the artificer, takes these slippers and eyes them over and opens up his giant tome, his own spreadsheet, his own triple monitor spreadsheet on his desk, uh, and, uh, flips to, uh, let's see, let's see, uh, S, uh, these- For slippies. For ours are your slippies of haste. And these are a very, uh, wondrous magic item. While you're wearing these, 
if you ever find yourself in danger or uh, uh, about to enter into combat, uh, you will be able to move a little bit faster than those who are trying to get the drop on you, he says. Uh, which in D&D game speak means uh, you will have advantage on all of your initiative rolls from now on. Whoa. That's so good you, for you. Yeah, whenever you roll for initiative, uh, you roll twice and take the higher result. So these are really good shoes. Cool. Those are some badass shoes. Those are some cool-ass slippies. Yeah. Do you toss on those cool-ass slippies, I'm guessing? I'm tossing them on. They're a perfect fit. <laughs> it's weird how that worked out. It is weird. I thought they're too small. Oh, oh well, okay, what are you gonna um, do? Well, okay, maybe you can sell them at the fantasy Cosmo. Maybe they're uh, just like maybe they're just a little too small. So like they fit, you can wear them, but like you don't like it. You know, no. you're gonna get a little chafing on the back of your heel. Uh, mm. You you love them? They feel great. I, I think they got I'll some doc- them. Yeah. They got some Doctor Scholl's inserts. Um, only I guess it'd be like Magister Scholl, and he's a warlock, a foot warlock. Who wants to go next? I'll go. Okay. Magnus, you step up to the machine. I rolled an eleven. Give me some flavor. Don't just Oh. I uh I will I will now spin the wheel. Okay, you spin it. Of justice. <laughs> uh you got an eleven? I got an eleven if that's good. Oh god, no, it's not. No. Uh no, it's uh it's okay. Uh you uh a, a capsule shield, drops shield, down. Shield, shield, it is not shield, shield size. Ugh. It is much smaller than the uh capsule that you got the uh the rail splitter out of. Uh it's uh it's maybe the size of like a volleyball. Uh Is it a volleyball? Uh it is actually a a green cloth glove uh that uh is is made for your right hand. Uh, and uh, you hand it to Leon, the artificer, and he flips through the book. Let's see. I uh, don't see anything for this in G. Uh, and he keeps flipping. It takes him a while to find this one. And he goes, ah, ah. This uh, is a magic item called a Fletcher's Mitt. And uh, what this does is if you ever find yourself on the receiving end of uh, an arrow or a crossbow bolt, uh, this glove will uh, uh, give you uh, a little bit of help in avoiding or even catching the uh, projectile being fired at you, he says. Uh, which means you have a plus one AC against ranged non-magical attacks. Um, and if you uh, avoid any ranged non-magical attacks, you uh, grab the projectile and have Well, it. all right then. Nice. I can deal with that. Uh, now, that is the it, does, that, does that in any way conflict with my uh, Phantom Fist, or do they, can I wear both? Uh, I mean, you can you can wear both. Great. We'll say the Phantom Fist is for your lefty. Okay, great. Taco, you want to hit this? You want to hit this shit? Yeah, I uh, walk up to uh, Leon and I hand him the token. Oh God, how do you? How can this be? <laughs> I can't believe you've I'm done ready. this. Okay, he hands it back to you, just sweetheart. I want you to pop it into the machine and turn it yourself. I can't do it for you. Remember the monologue I did last time about like how I can't give you magical items and has to be fake. Coin, coin. <laughs> okay. Do you, I'm going to if you hand this to me again, I'm going to take it away from you, and you won't get a magic item, and you'll be very just, sad. No, I want just a magic do it, item. Leon, just do it. I put. I can't. What? It, I. It's Leon, against our. I cool. could think be about cool. our. Think Leon. Leon. This this machine has been sanctified by the gods. If you if you get a magic item out of it, it is it is un, like the gods are giving it to you. If I turn the wheel and I and something dope drops out, it's my thing. Do you do you understand? You but you didn't hurt the the 
guy with no, the you stinky heard head. The, you heard I heard the, him. Yes, you heard it him great. Here's a coin. Put it in the machine. Turn that there knob. And Bob's your uncle. All right. I put the token in the machine. Okay. Hit halfway, halfway there. Oh, boy. Which, now, which way do I turn it? The, to the right. And I want you to take both your hands and make L's with them. That, and the one that looks like an L is the left hand. Okay. So turn it the it. opposite direction. Is that, that clockwise or counterclockwise? It is clockwise. I don't understand clock. I'm a Why did you ask the myself. question between the two? If I'm didn't. still trying to figure it out. So I'd use that learning opportunities like this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll put my hands on the crank and you just turn he my hands. He leans in How under the table. Sound? He leans While in under his While all of this desk. is going on, I've handed my bow and arrow to Merle and I'm telling him to shoot me while I try to catch the arrow. <laughs> just in the background. <laughs> Just quietly in the background. Okay, that's fun. Merle, you want to roll, make a ranged attack roll against... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This will be that's his critical. Good. This yes. will be his critical roll. Okay, ranged attack roll. Two. Two. Okay, <laughs> the arrow just falls out of the bow. And, <laughs> and I run over and pick it up. I'm like, I did it! <laughs> I did it. This is like the scene in James Bond movies where he gets the tools and is immediately like, oh, I want to shoot this at the thing. In the interim, I have figured it out and I have just turned the crank. Okay, you've turned the crank. Roll a d20 for me. 16. 16. Okay, uh, uh, a small ovular, uh, more, more like a cylinder, pops out of the uh, prize chamber, uh, and you take it and pop it open, and inside Uh-oh, is... oh tampon! <laughs> <laughs> Why is it every time I put a quarter in a machine, a tampon comes out? <laughs> it's not a tampon, I promise. It I is... told you I didn't want to turn it. It is a this small... Is punishment. It's I'm a time pawn. Time pawn? <laughs> time pawn! The time-traveling tampon! <laughs> it is a small folding fan. Like a, a, a handheld folding fan. Uh, and on it is... Uh, uh, it's, it is blue, and there's a, a lovely tableau of some clouds on it. And uh, you, you hand it to Leon, who flips through his book... Uh, opens it up to an entry and says, this, oh, this is a fun item. This is the Gustmaster 5000. <laughs> uh, and this fan is capable of once per day producing uh, an incredibly powerful gust of wind that you can use to, say, knock back a foe or uh, put out a flame or uh, send uh, some dishes flying or uh, anything you could do with a stiff breeze. Uh, this this fan will allow you to uh, produce that breeze once per day, which, uh, in layman's terms, means you uh, can cast the uh, spell Gust of Wind using this fan uh, once per day. Oh. It'll come in handy when your soup's too hot. Yeah, thrilling. <laughs> you know, uh, between the uh, between this fan and this fancy sunbrel, I'm one seventeen-inch waist away from Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> A real, real plantation lady over here. Uh, Leon says, uh, actually, let me see your, uh, sunbrella there. Um, it looks like there's something different, uh, than, than the last time. This is, this, this item is yeah, uh, it, very it, interesting. It ate somebody else. Your staff ate somebody? Well, it eats their magic, I think. Yeah, it eats, a, eats their wand. Oh, that's right. It, so, so the Umbra staves are capable, staves, I should say, is the plural, plural. uh, is, uh, they're capable of devouring... The power of the magical objects used by any wizard that you b- defeat in combat. 
Let me see it. Uh, and he, he takes the umbrella and looks at the handle and says, did you notice this sigil of an umbrella appear on uh, on your umbrella's handle after, uh, after you consumed? I did, consumed? yeah. This is interesting. Uh, this this uh, umbra staff is now capable of, uh, at any time, uh, casting slow fall on yourself and your adventuring party uh, whenever you need it. Uh, so the spell is actually called Feather Fall. Uh, it is essentially the spell that uh, Killian had in her uh, her her magic feather duster thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can choose up to five falling creatures within range, uh, and their rate of descent slows to uh, 60 feet per round until the spell ends. That doesn't mean anything. The people just slow down while they're falling. Got uh, it. And you uh, can channel that through your uh, umbrella once a day, and it doesn't consume a spell slot or, or anything like that. So, well, thanks for stopping by. It's always uh, good to see you three. Can, can we... Can we have some more stuff? No, 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 no. But I really Maybe. like this stuff. Yeah, go get some. Uh, go get some tokens. Go. Uh, if you get an A plus on your report card, maybe you'll uh, get some for free. Okay. That's a Chuck E. Cheese joke. Um, y'all want to hit up the <laughs> Fantasy also Costco? Pizza Hut. Did they do that too? Well, it's accelerated reader. Wait, why am I doing it? Am I it's accelerated reader that I'm thinking of. <laughs> Fantasy Costco, where all your dreams come true. Got a deal for there's, you. Got a deal for you. Uh, you. That's the jingle that plays as you, there's like a motion sensor in the Fantasy Costco, and it just blasts that every time anybody walks in the store. You imagine this is a terrible place to work. Because oh, yeah. that, that tune's just going to get stuck right in your dome. Uh, yeah, you guys should have the email with the Fantasy Costco inventory. Yes. How many monies do we have? Uh, so you got 2,100 gold pieces for completing your last mission. Yeah, so each of you would have, if you split it up evenly, which I'm assuming $900. Oh, no, no. Uh, 700 but then also, Taco, you've got some stuff to hawk, right? Yeah, I got a lot of valuables. I don't know exactly what. You're, you're going to have to tell me. Uh, you had, let's see, you had a tiara. Uh-huh. Um, and the uh, you, you you take this to the customer service desk, and maybe you say like, "I'm returning this stuff." I don't. I, I bought lost. these. Uh, so for for the tiara, you get uh, not much, about twenty twenty gold. What? Yeah, it was fake. It was fake gold. Um, why also, the, why was it in the safe? Uh, they didn't. Maybe they didn't know it was fake. Huh. Um, they, they're not especially interested in the other items. They are interested in the uh, uh, the silverware set. Uh, and the appraiser is is going over uh, the silverware set and looking over it, saying like, uh, "This could be worth thousands. This could be worth, this could be worth tens of thousands. This is very rare." But oh, wait one second. It seems like a fork is missing from this set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I gave it to some idiot. Oh some dear, idiot baby. Oh, dear, that is so unfortunate. With a full set. Of this extremely rare silverware, true silverware is what it is. Uh, that we could have exchanged that for twenty, maybe thirty thousand gold pieces. Unfortunately, because a piece is missing, I can give you uh, two hundred and eighty. Does he say anything about the patina? The patina is quite nice, quite uh, a lovely patina. He do- he doesn't know the word. He's just <laughs> trying to sound impressive. Uh, so three hundred altogether. Yeah, fine. That's a hundred each. And do you want that in store credit or cash? Uh, just give it to me in cash and please hurry. My friends are nearby. In cash, it'll only be 15. Okay, store credit. Taco! Yeah, I'll be there in a second. 
you get a you get a voucher for three hundred Costco oh, bucks. Good taco. Come on, I got free cheese. Okay, I'll get some cheese. Just hold on. All right, I stuff uh, it in my pocket and I go find the free cheese. Okay, so uh, twenty twenty four hundred altogether. Although, <laughs> if you want to split it up in the canon of the story. Everyone has 700 gold pieces, and Taco has a secret extra 300 in fantasy Costco bucks. Excellent. Now, uh, I thought I bought the unlimited pasta pass. Did you? I couldn't remember. It has, the, this is the pasta pass that has, no, by, from Darius the 23rd, that has no practical value within the game. Can you read the description again? Can be used at any participating Olive Garden for free unlimited <laughs> pasta for the owner of the pass and free soft drinks for their guests. <laughs> it is I don't remember if I I don't remember if I said this last time you guys went shopping, but the original description said that it was only good for six weeks. And <laughs> that, that, that seemed like it was hemming you in yeah. to like haul ass to, to, an, to an OG. Fantasy. OG. Uh, so we we got some old stuff, some new stuff, some stuff I came up with, some stuff that uh, other people sent in. Uh, if you want to submit an item for Fantasy Costco the next time our boys go shopping. Uh, it, it's adventurezonecast at gmail dot com, and you can send in an item. Uh, but yeah, Do you we got to read the ones that people send in. You don't have to read. Yeah, those. sure. There's a, a haunted doll. Um, some people have sent in variations of the the haunted doll, but this one will basically take the third death save that you roll. You have to roll death saves when you go down, uh, and if you roll three, you die. This one will take that third death death save instead and die um, in in place of you. Uh, there's the ring of pointing that Daniel Kiefer sent in. This is basically a laser pointer. Uh, there's the tankard of potent drink from Troy Hoffmockel. This makes beverages more alcoholic. Uh, or if you drink water from it, it immediately sobers you up. Uh, there's uh, some healing potions. There's the... Uh, this is a new item from Bodhi Brook uh, White. Bodhi? From Bodhi Brook White. Uh, they are the glasses of lightning comprehension which allow you to read and comprehend text of any language that you know 10 times as fast. So uh, speed reading glasses. Uh, and then there's the Lens of Straight Creepin' from Dylan Duarte that uh, allow you to find uh, footprints, tracks, or markings <laughs> of any uh, person or thing that traveled through the area recently once per day. Uh, and then there's some other items in here that I came up with, like the Alchemist Ring that gives you extra healing when you drink a healing potion. Uh, there's the Ring of Recall, which allows you to uh, uh, regain a spell slot for a failed uh, uh, spell casting. There's the uh, Mystery Bag. That one's exciting. 300 gold pieces. You don't know what's going to be in it. Uh, I'm really eyeballing that Mystery Bag. There's the Pocket Spa for 900 gold pieces, which pops out. And uh, whenever you take a short rest, you can chill out in this little spa tent and regain extra hit points when you recover. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on offer. Griffith, you be straight with me? Yeah. Is that $300 mystery bag worth it? Do, do you, what's the point of it being a mystery bag if I'm going to ruin it? If it wasn't a mi- if, if I ruin the mystery, Travis, then it's just a bag. Let me bag. ask you this, Griffin. When, you, when he finds the mystery bag on the shelves, what does he say? Uh, it is a... Yes, paint us a word picture. It is a patchwork uh, leather bag, small... Uh, and, uh, it's, it's about the size of, uh, uh, a fantasy softball. And, uh, there is, uh, some sort of spherical object inside. Does it literally or figuratively call to me? (laughs) (laughs) Am I looking at it and thinking, finally, I am complete? No, you know what? You know what? It does. It calls out to you, Magnus. It caught you feel the calling. Well, if he doesn't buy it, if he doesn't buy it, I will. Maybe it's just your curiosity. 
maybe it's something deeper, more spiritual. Are you know? both looking at it? I'm, I'm thinking about it seriously. Is this some and kind Travis, of like curse bag it? that drives Magnus, people insane? Magnus, you're looking at it? Yeah. Okay, while they're looking at it, I buy the pocket spa and dip. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're buying the pocket spa? I'm buying the pocket spa. Do we not have any gold from last time? I don't know. That's your. You got to monitor that yourself. Yeah, I'm I cannot out. keep track of that shit for you. Right. Uh, so that's that's nine hundred. So I guess you're spending two hundred of your voucher and uh, uh, your Wait other seven hundred gold. Yep. How did he spend another two hundred? I. What do you mean? No, I specifically waited until you guys were looking at the back. That's when I checked. Oh, you have no it. idea, guys. Will you see this spa I bought for seven hundred? <laughs> the guy gave me a great deal. Yeah, you got a great deal from me, Garfield. The deal's worn off. <gasps> you made it. I He's made here. it into your game. <laughs> it's our first cross-universe character. I'm a new hire here at the Fantasy Costco. The benefits are terrible. <laughs> Dad, we um, we sh- I should mention to Dad, we do a comedy advice show called My Brother, My Brother, and Me, and oh. on that show, uh, there. We have a new character that Griffin invented named Garfield the Deals Warlock that appears whenever deals are made. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Is it doing well for you, the, the, the uh, show? We've Not seen really. some solid response. There's bits of up and down. Good. Okay. All right. I'm eyeballing the mystery bag and the lenses straight creeping, but I also want that um, uh, the tankard of potent drink. Oh, sure. Why don't you just take everything in the store without paying for any of it? I'll give you 700 for those three items in total. I think you should have to roll to haggle, right? Yes, yes. Prepare to contest me, Garfield the Deals Warlock, <laughs> and a test of mercantile wits. I don't, what, what is that? How about thee? What says. does it fall under? Uh, charisma, I guess. Okay. Garfield the Deals Warlock has plus 50 charisma. <laughs> Oh, I, I rolled a 14 plus well. one. I rolled as, 15. As someone who has personally interacted with Garfield the Duel's Warlock twice, I can personally attest that he does not have plus 50 charisma. <laughs> uh, no, he only has plus two charisma, and uh, he rolled a six, so eight. I okay. rolled a 14 plus one. Fine. What's in the mystery bag? Don't tell my boss, though. <laughs> Don't tell... I know I'm called the Deal's Warlock, but... Then we have entry level Everybody answers to somebody. But we have a very strict bottom line. (laughs) (laughs) It really disappointed me that the deals warlock has to consider petty earth concerns like margin. That's very disappointing for me. (laughs) Gotta keep the lights on. Um uh, okay, Merle, what do you want to pick up? What's in the mystery bag? Oh, right. Uh you crack open the mystery bag. And inside is a glass sphere, almost like uh, you would find in a uh, like a snow globe, uh, and it is filled with water. And floating in that water is a goldfish. Oh, finally! Uh, and that's it. It. What does it do? It's a it's a goldfish. You have a pet. Get off my get off my back! <laughs> this could not have worked out any better for you. Okay, is maybe it? A, uh, maybe I'm going to name the goldfish Stephen. Stephen, okay, Stephen the goldfish. 
Travis, I thought you would be psyched about this. I'm pretty psyched, Griffin, but it is very much like the feeling when a kid is begging for a dog and the parents, like, bring home a goldfish. Well, I will you give show you that 400 gold pieces for the fish. Oh, no, my God. It's my fish. All right. Okay, so you've got, you got Stephen. You got a tankard of, of Stephen Q. Fletcher Esquire the Goldfish is the full <laughs> title. Lord Stephen Q. Fletcher Esquire <laughs> the Goldfish the and third. You- you got your lenses straight creeping. Okay, uh, make sure you write this shit down, please. I'm writing it down right now. Okay. Uh, and Merle. Only one mystery bag? Yeah, that was the only mystery bag. Wow. Sorry, man, this is like Survivor Auction Rules, baby. Well, I tell you what, I'm, I, if, you're well, if you're still in the haggling mood, I'll give you all 700 for the Ring of Recall, because anytime I can re- <laughs> retrieve a used spell slot... Uh yeah, so the it's it's not it's not any spell. It's if you cast a spell and it fails, you right. You, you I don't lose it. the spell slot. Okay, I understand. Um, it's a good ring. I wish I'd seen that one. Well, I got my spa. <laughs> it's such a deal in that spa. What a bargain, right? Let's kick it over it. I'm out here in the spa, by the way. And you oh, guys are I go out to the spa. May I join you in the spa? Join me in the spa. All right. Uh, you're in the spa. It's beautiful. There's a Can fountain. I call it some the chill out tent. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. your chill out tent. There's a fountain. I have there's a little a, orange juice. There's a mud bath. It's it's actually bigger on the inside than on the outside. There's some sort of interdimensional stuff going on. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's like lovely. That, in what there. The, like the thing from uh, there's Sade playing like, nonstop. The tar- there's nonstop Sade. It's bigger on the inside, like the uh, like the Targus that um. Mm-hmm. I think Dr. it's Tarmus. Tarmus. The Tarmus. Uh, I shall meet you in a test of wits as well. Wits and wagers. If you so choose, but if you lose, your first child is mine. <laughs> Goodbye, Justin. All right. I will have your child, he says. Uh, he rolled a 16. Plus two is 18. Wow. Are you tough enough? He says. <laughs> we'll see. Wits and wagers, he yells, apropos of nothing. So a 20? I rolled a 10. Plus no. one is 11. Uh, I will name him Gregory. <laughs> or her. If only you could somehow come up with an extra 100 gold pieces. Here, I have an extra 100 gold you could use. You got the t- you got the spot for six hundred gold, Taco. That's amazing. That's incredible. What did you yeah. roll? He uh, he looks at Taco and says, uh, "Yeah, he really uh, he really beat me in a, a test of wits and wages." Yeah. And winks winks at Taco over and over, just winking, <laughs> wink, like he's wink, got wink, 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 wink. Yeah. Okay. What do I do with the hundred uh, the hundred gold? You trade it in for goods and services. <laughs> what are you talking? There's nothing about? left. The, no, the ring of thing. recall. The ring of recall. I'm giving you the hundred you need to buy it. Oh, yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, no problem. You're welcome, Christian Bale. But remember, you owe me. This is a loan. <laughs> <laughs> this whole time, I'm sitting in the spa singing to Stephen. Okay, we're starting to bond. There's definitely a connection. Being and made Stephen's here. starting to parboil as you sing. <laughs> as you sing to Stephen, <laughs> <laughs> the ball seems to. Pulsate with magic. No, it's just a goldfish. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so you've got the ring of recall. Uh, 
leveling up time. Let's make this brisk. I'm going to bump you all up to six. Um, let me get my player's handbook to make sure I do this right. Everybody's going to get extra hit points. Yeah, I've already got mine all sorted out. Yeah, you want I me did just my hit tell you what it too, is? Just to streamline. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, cool. Um, so I, at level five... Um, you get, oh, your shit's about to pop off. Yeah, the fighter gets some pretty awesome shit, y'all. So you need to get some extra hit points. Have you rolled that already? Yeah, I've got both of those done. Okay. I, I've got everything done. So at level five, the fighter gets the ability to roll an extra attack. So basically I get two attacks per turn. And if I use action surge, I could hypothetically attack three times in yeah. one turn. Now it's important to note that it, it is you get double your attacks when you take an attack action. So you cannot take an action and then get a bonus attack. It is if you choose to attack, you attack twice. Yeah. You can't you can't like mix and match your your actions. Um, um, and then yeah. at, at level six, I got uh, ability score improvement. So I brought my wisdom to ten, um, making my modifier zero instead of negative one. Cool, good call. Because um, that was starting to hurt. Uh, I rolled my hit point dice and brought my max hit point total up to 57. Nice. Um, and then I also realized that I was not putting the right attack bonuses on everything. So it's even across the board. Nice. Uh, yeah. One other thing, all three of you, uh, the uh, the proficiency bonus that you have that has been plus two this whole time is now plus three. Correct. So that's going to that's gonna change a lot of stuff for everybody. Basically, mm -hmm. if you're proficient in a skill and you make a check with that skill, now you get an extra thing to that. Or if you cast a spell, you're proficient in spell casting, you get an extra plus one to your spell casting attempts. Your attacks with weapons you're proficient in, that's an extra one there also. So everybody, th this move up to level five and then up to level six is a pretty big one. Um, but that that's for attack bonus, not damage type, right? Exactly. Like you don't, right, right, plus right, right. One. Okay. Um, I think that's it for you. I think that's it for me as well. So I roll my hit points. I got 37 hit points now, whatever. Uh... <clears throat> Why are you so dismissive of that? I'm not. I'm just like, That's it's great. not that interesting or funny. I got 37 hit points. That's me. <laughs> okay. And so uh, Griffin, Griffin laughed like some kind of anime character. My, uh, everybody remembers what my, um, what type of magic I do, right? Transmutation? Thank you. Okay. So, so you clearly did not. At level six, I can spend eight hours creating a transmuter stone that stores transmutation magic. I can benefit from the stone myself or give it to another creature. This creature gains a benefit of my choice as long as the stone is in the creature's possession. That includes uh, dark vision out of a range of 60 feet and increases speed up to 10 feet, proficiency in constitution saving throws, resistance to acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder damage. Um, and each time and you I can cast change. a transmutation cell, a spell of first level or higher... I can change the effect of the stone if the stone is on my person. Okay, so cool. You can create a little thing that... It's like a if, power gem. Right, you can make a little power gem, and then I, I think the damage resistance one would probably be helpful. If you're like in a volcano fighting fire monsters, then you can make yourself right. resistant to fire damage. Cool. Exactly. Um, nice. Uh, so by moving up to level six, you also... Your proficiency bonus is now three also. Um, and that'll affect stuff across the board. Uh, and you also now can cast third level spells. Uh, and I assume that you get some new spells that you need to learn and yeah, write down. I'll, I'll do that in my private time. Okay. Uh, cool. I think that's it for you. 
Whoop. Okay, it says it at level at, at fifth level. I got destroy undead. Yeah, so that's dope. Um, I don't think you've uh, had to use this spell yet, but you have a, a you can use an ability called channel divinity, which you can only do a couple of times or so per day. Um, and you can channel your divinity to do something special, uh, particular to your domain. So I think for like the nature domain, you can use it to like influence plants and animals, or you can use it to cast a spell called turn undead, which you cast into a big group of zombies that are shuffling at you. Uh, and it makes them run away. It makes them get away from you. Uh, with level five, now that spell becomes destroy undead. Uh, where if it affects any weak undead thing, so like a, a puny skeleton or a, a weak zombie or something, uh, they are instantly destroyed. So they that are is, instantly killed. That is in my spell list, or is that... Okay. No, that that is totally separate from, from your spells. You don't okay. burn a spell slot or anything uh, channeling divinity. It's just something you can do. Um, it, it's, it's situational, but if you're ever in a situation where you guys are being surrounded by zombies, right. you cast this spell and... Whatever it hits, basically, it's going to insta-kill. Okay. Oh, okay. So uh, starting at level six, you can channel divinity twice per day, uh, and you get a new feature based on your domain, which is the nature domain. You're a big pan fan. Right. Uh, so starting at sixth level, uh, this, is a, this is a feature called Dampen Elements. Starting at sixth level, whenever you or a creature within 30 feet of you takes acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder damage... You can use your reaction to grant resistance to the creature against that instance of the damage. So you guys are fighting some sort of lightning wizard guy, and he hits Magnus with lightning magic. Uh, you can, as a reaction, which is uh, something basically you do between turns, you can have that damage. Uh, or if somebody gets hit with fire damage, you can have that damage. Have as in cut in half, not take it on myself. <laughs> right. You, you cut the damage in half that anybody uh, takes like that. All right. And uh, what's that called? It's called Dampen Elements. So just okay. remember, anytime anybody takes any kind of elemental damage, you can cut it in half, which is pretty helpful for a cleric. Do the hit points okay. change? Yeah. So roll a, roll a d8. Well, do you get any kind of modifier to it? Yeah, plus your constitution modifier. Yeah. Okay, Did you so. not do that, Juice? Uh, no. So add add your constitution modifier twice to your total HP. Okay, so I rolled a seven. Okay, plus your constitution modifier. Two. Is two, so that's nine, and then do it again. Okay, I rolled a five and a seven. So 16 total gets added to your total. Okay. In, I, I might edit out those rolls. You just got 16 more total hit points. Okay. Uh, you also, last thing, you uh, learn two more nature spells at level five, uh, which is plant growth and wind wall. I don't know what those do, but I'm sure you'll find a use for them. Okay. I think that's it. Yeah. So another, nothing but hit points goes up, right? Uh, so, right. Travis is the only one who got, at level six, got some extra ability points. Okay. I think you guys get some at level eight. All right, but your proficiency bonus went up too. Your proficiency so. bonus went up. Yeah, right. I'll 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 crunch the numbers for you guys. Thanks. Um, yeah, should be pretty easy. Man, I wish there was a D and D Insider app. Do you think any Wizards of the Coast people listen to our podcast that can do that shit uh, for us, please? All of them, even the Magic the Gathering people. Yep. Have you guys listened to our our Magic the Gathering podcast? It is not very good. <laughs> Mackle Magic. Mackle magic is what it is called. You do yes, not Travis. even have a rudimentary grasp of the rules. No. No, no. and Griffin keeps shuffling Pokemon cards into his deck. I tap two swamp energy, and then it's Charizard. 
<laughs> and the Charizard's fighting Blue Eyes White Dragon. That was a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. Bye, everybody. See you next week in two weeks. <laughs> Here on Dork Patrol. Thanks for listening to Dork Patrol. See you in two weeks. The end of Dork Patrol. We're taking our Doritos and going home. We drunk up all your Mountain Dew. Now we're headed down the road. It's the end of Dork Patrol. Hateful. Just hateful. A hateful song. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported. Hey everyone, we're the Flophouse, one of the newest additions to the Maximum Fun Podcasting Network. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. And I'm Elliot Kalin. What is the Flophouse, you may very well ask? We watch a bad movie and then we talk about it. A bad movie podcast? Isn't that like every fifth podcast on the internet? I'd answer that by saying, one, we've been doing this show for over seven years, long before the entire premise of our show was a cliche, and two, shut up. Sick burn. I'd say that our show is more of a comedy podcast. A podcast about words that sound like other words. A podcast about me singing long, irritating songs like this one. A podcast about pitches for a Ziggy comic book movie. Or discussions about sex tarps. Yeah, I mean, mostly it's a show about three friends just hanging out. And talking about ding-dongs. That's mostly used to. Wait, what? So if you like any of those things, subscribe in iTunes today or visit MaximumFun.org to follow the show. The Flophouse! Woo!